Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Monday, January 29th, 2024, I'm Gianna Volpe. New Yorkers consider the Hamptons the Empire State's biggest ripoff. A new survey says Georgia Worrell in the New York Post reporting that over 40% of approximately 5,000 polled New Yorkers think the Hamptons is the attraction least worth the price, followed by the Empire State Building at 31% and the Statue of Liberty at 14%. The study through Casino.org, almost half of those who consider the Hamptons the biggest ripoff, blamed it on whopping lodging prices, while almost 30% complained about dining costs. The average 577 per night stay in the Hamptons is a startling 290% higher than the national $148 per night norm. And a typical East End entree costs around $35, much more than the national $23 standard. Study found respondents who considered the Empire State Building and the Statue of Liberty the biggest swindles blamed the pricey tour tickets, which start at $44.2450 per adult, respectively. New Yorkers said Times Square also a sham, 31% of votes, while seeing a show on Broadway considered a swindle by 16% of voters and 10% saying paying $5 to try a Nathan's hot dog wasn't worth it. Almost 100%, nearly all New Yorkers said a trip to Niagara Falls was worth the dough, but 60% thought a trip to Disney World was highway robbery and ranked it the top national ripoff. In other news, a record surge of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border illegally is being felt on Long Island, where the numbers are ticking up, according to advocates. The situation is nowhere near as dire as in New York City, which has processed 172,000 recently arrived migrants since April of 2022, most from Venezuela and Ecuador. And because of an unusual legal requirement, plans to spend $10.6 billion in to house and feed them through June 2025. Bart Jones Reporting on Newsday.com that no one has an exact number on how many migrants have landed in Nassau and Suffolk counties since they're not processed, uh, as in New York City, and often remain in the shadows. But advocates say many signs point to sharply higher numbers in some areas of Long Island and that agencies charged with assisting them have been strained. Here on the East End, local residents and Riverhead town officials are hoping to convince the Long Island Power Authority and its contractor, PSEGLI, to postpone the planned demolition of a a historic building on the Peconic River for one of the first electric power plants on the island once operated. Denise Civiletti reporting on RiverheadLocal.com that on the West Main Street site was a plant that for 34 years, from 1888 to 1922, Provided electricity for street lighting, homes and businesses in Riverhead and beyond. The plant was first powered by water wheels and then by steam engines. The property on the river where the plant operated had previously been the site of a water-powered woolen mill operated by brothers John and Henry Perkins. PSEGLI has notified the town it's planning to demolish the 127-year-old building As soon as early next month, company representatives have told town officials that the roof of the building is in danger of collapse and the entire structure presents a hazard. The landmark's 
Preservation Commission and a group of local residents led by former council member George Batunik. Bartunik, excuse me, are opposed to the demolition and asking the town to get LIPA PSEG to delay the action for nine months to a year with the hope of raising funds through grants to rehab the historic building and repurpose it for public use. And finally, LTV Studios and the Eastville Community Historical Society will celebrate Black History Month by hosting Two educational live multimedia lecture events in February. LTV and Eastville will host two programs at 75 Industrial Road in Wainscott. Both events are free and open to the public. The first this coming Saturday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. on groundbreaking black comedians showcasing Godfrey Cambridge, Red Fox, Dick Gregory, Flip Wilson, Nipsey Russell, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, and Eddie Murphy, each in their own distinctive voice, introduced on an incomparable style of comedy to the world, breaking racially prejudiced barriers along the way. Sydney Poitier's story is the second program, which is set for Sunday, February 25th at 7 p.m. For more information, ltveh.org. Staying in East Hampton for the weather a chance of rain and snow today before 4 p.m. Cloudy otherwise with a steady temperature around 37 degrees. North wind 13 to 16 miles per hour gusting as high as 28 miles per hour. Make sure the items on your property are secured for your sake and all others. Tonight mostly cloudy and a low around 26 degrees. Wind chill dipping far below that 15 to 20 Degrees, north wind around 11 miles per hour. Right now it's 35 degrees, and I've got a rock and roll edition planned for you here on the Heart Mor- uh, Morning and Midnight Show. Um, <clears throat> it's a practice run for an all music rock and roll edition of the Heart. If there is a rock and roll track you love, which means it has rock and or roll in the title, let us know about it. You can leave a voicemail at 631-591-7006. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is James Taylor. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, live Monday through Friday morning, 9 to 11, replay at midnight. But you can hear uh, editions of the show every midnight. Um, Lars Clemenson joining us at the bottom of the next hour, talking about the return of the Hospitality Academy, uh, which will be at Canoe Place Inn. I am excited to play music now. The Stones, ACDC, Billy Joel, Huey Lewis in the News, Peter, Paul, and Mary in your immediate listening Mama future. Knows and Papa knows that rock and roll is music, rock and roll. Been cutting his teeth on Bo Diddley's I'm a man, man Listening to the wolf man howl See the white man sailing the ship upon the sea Watch the white man circle the black man to tree To the invader go the fruits of war This is home and his boots are sore has not got no roots no more. He comes 
Staying in 74 for the Stones. And we'll go to two tracks in 1980. Music from all decades and genres. All morning and midnight long, all because of you. The listener supporter of WLIWFM.
News you can trust, music you love on WLIWFM.
What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress as fashion till you spend a lot of money. Everybody's talking about the new sound. Funny, but it's still rock and roll. get a kick every time I hear that track. Oh my gosh, I see flurries outside the windows of the WLI-WFM studio. Going to the heart of rock and roll here on the heart of the East End. Recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLI-WFM studio in Southampton, New York. A little Huey Lewis in the news. Anyone? Peter, Paul, and Mary on deck. And then a favorite rock and roll track of mine, Cake, from 1994's Motorcade of Generosity on WLI-WFM. New York, New York is everything they say, and no place that I'd rather be.
Hopping back to the 60s for one track, then we'll move up to the 90s, and then go back to the 70s with Kiss and Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. But first, Peter, Paul, and Mary on the Heart of the East End. I dig rock and roll music and love to get the chance to play.
Paul and Mary to cake and kiss. You get a little bit of it all here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Well, your CD collection looks shiny and costly. How much did you pay for your bad moto goozy? And how much did you spend on your black leather jacket? Is it you or your parents in this income tax bracket? Now tickets to concerts and drinking at clubs. Sometimes for music that you haven't even heard of. And how much did you pay for your rock and roll t-shirt that proves you were there, that you heard of them first. Now, how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? Did you pay for the chunk of his guitar, the one he ruthlessly smashed at the end of the show? And how much will he pay for a brand new guitar, one which he'll ruthlessly smash at the end of another show? And how long will the workers keep building him new ones, as long as their soda cans are red, white, and blue ones? And how long will the workers keep building him new ones, as long as the soda cans are red, white, and blue ones? 
Completely with some brand new components now. How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? presidency of the United States of America. All right, going from Cake to Kiss, Bob Seger on deck, Little Feet and ELO after that. Right here on the Heart of the East End on WLIWFM. The Rock and Roll Edition. Episode of Family Guy 
when Peter goes with Lois to see Kiss because she was like a super fan. And they put the mic in his face and he goes, and something, something all day. He goes, and have a really great time. <laughs> here in the WLIWFM studio, even if it's just me enjoying the snow outside the windows and seeing all the folks driving by. Little Bob Seeger for my friends out there in Radio Land. Just take those old records off the shelf. I listen to them by myself. Even if you're streaming.
I still like that old time rock and roll. But if you're into something a bit more contemporary, well, stay tuned for the second half of the show. I'm actually going to bunny hop past Little Feet and play ELO. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do all roll songs in the second half. So rock and roll tracks leading you into the NPR news break. Roll tracks leading, rolling through the 10 o'clock hour. 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. Lars Clemenson joining us at the bottom of the next hour. This edition of The Heart, brought to you by Jennifer Benton and Glenn Hansen Studio, and all of you listener supporters of WLIWFM out there. Again, if you have a track you love with rock and roll in the title and you want it included in our all-music rock and roll edition of The Heart, leave us a voicemail, 631-591-7006. You're listening to WLIWFM. Zeppelin and a taste of the Velvet Underground leading you into the NPR news break. But uh, first, of course, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts here on WLI WFM. Favorite song, and I could tell it would be long. 
you don't already know and love them, that is the all-female Led Zeppelin cover group, Les Zeppelin. Just wait for them to play here on the East End again. There's always another show coming. Leading you into the NPR News break with the Velvet Underground. Janice said when she was just five years old, there was nothing happening at all. Here on the heart of the East End with Gianna Volpe. Every time she puts on the radio, there was nothing going down at all. On Long Island's only local NPR radio station. WLIWFM. Long Island local news on Monday, January 29th, 2024. I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. A record surge of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border illegally is being felt on Long Island where the numbers are ticking up. According to advocates, the new influx into Nassau and Suffolk is not creating anywhere near the level of financial pressure that New York City is experiencing in part because the city's right to shelter means it is legally obligated to house anyone who is homeless. Tens of thousands of the migrants, including many bussed from Texas, have spent months in hotels and other locations paid for by the city with food and other services included. Bart Jones reporting on Newsday.com that no one has an exact number of how many migrants have landed on Long Island since they are not processed as they are in New York City and often remain in the shadows. Long Island already was home to an estimated 100,000 immigrants without legal documentation before the latest wave. Often helping immigrants without legal status on Long Island falls to private agencies, church groups, charity organizations, and other entities. Maria Elena Duerte, a native of Chile, and her husband Juan Ruiz run a group of volunteers that help new migrants on the East End with donated food, clothing, and other basics. She said the number of families they serve has jumped in the last two years from 125 to 350. Poverty, violence, political turmoil, and in some cases, repression are driving many people here, though the journey can be life-threatening and their lives often remain a struggle for months or years. At the same time, their growing numbers are fueling anger among some longtime Long Island residents because of the perceived strain they can put on schools, social service agencies, and healthcare systems. In other news, while some were expecting New York State to open a 30-day window for companies to bid for three downstate casino licenses this month, it won't be that soon. Some insiders say the actual awarding of bids wouldn't come until the first quarter of 2025, if then. Governor Kathy Hochul isn't banking on receiving casino license fees for the upcoming fiscal year, which runs to March 31st, 2025. Yancey Roy reporting on Newsday.com that the next big milestone is when the Gaming Facility Location Board, the panel created to oversee the process and a subset 
of the State Gaming Commission publicly posts answers to what's called the second round of preliminary questions submitted by companies that might want to bid. Once the answers are posted, the board opens the 30-day window for bidding. Each casino winner will be expected to fork over at least $500 million in fees, meaning at least $1.5 billion haul for the state. But that seems a couple years away at least. And finally, East Hampton Town is requesting an amendment to the Army Corps of Engineers project slate to begin in downtown Montauk this winter to incorporate damage to its sandbagged beach there during three recent storms. As New York State uh, Governor Kathy Hochul announced last week that she's authorizing $3 million in support uh, uh, funding to stabilize Suffolk County shoreline and a beach replenishment project on Fire Island. East Hampton Town is also asking for a betterment option for the Army Corps to shore up the area around Ditch Plains, which the agency has in the past not been willing to protect. Beth Young and East End Beacon reporting that the town of East Hampton is also considering engaging the Ditch Plains community about the prospect of forming an erosion control district, a special taxing district that could be used to protect homes in the area from the ocean. In a January 25th letter to the New York State DEC's uh, Erosion Management Section, East Hempton Town Supervisor Kathy Burke-Gonzalez asked the DEC to amend the Army Corps' FIMP project, which includes dredging 450,000 cubic yards of sand uh, onto the ocean beach in front of downtown Montauk, to include repairs to the geotextile sandbags exposed in storms on December 18th, 2023, and this month, uh, and repair four pedestrian dune crossovers that were installed as part of the Army Corps' 2015 downtown Montauk stabilization project authorized in the wake of Superstorm Sandy. Both the FIMP project and the downtown Montauk Stabilization Project. Oh, that's FEMI. Excuse me. So that's the uh, uh, the arm. Uh, Kathy Burke Gonzalez was asking the DEC to amend the Army Corps' Fire Island to Mauritius Inlet project, which is part of FEMP to protect the south shore of Long Island, authorized by Congress in 1960. East Hampton Town Board members agreed at their January 23rd work session to put a resolution on their February 1st agenda to hire a surveyor to create a current coastal profile of ditch plains. Sliding over to Hampton Bays to read the weather in honor of Superintendent of Schools Lars Clemenson joining us to talk about the return of the Hospitality Academy. Uh, there's going to be a an information session about such Wednesday night at Canoe Place in Lars joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the third year of the Hospitality Academy. Looking like a chance of rain and snow before 3 p.m. in Hampton Bays. It's already uh, lightly flurrying here in Southampton uh, Village. A slight chance of snow continuing between 3 and 4 today. Cloudy otherwise with a high near 40 degrees North wind 15 to 18 miles per hour, gusting as high as 28. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 26 degrees. Wind chill values between 20 and 25 degrees. Northeast wind 10 to 13 miles per hour. 
Right now, it's 36 degrees, and we are going to be rolling through the 10 o'clock hour, 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. Tracks with roll in the title, Sugarland, Ashley O., which is Miley Cyrus, uh, if you've ever seen that Black Mirror episode where she plays uh, pop star Ashley O., uh, J.J. Kale. And the cars before uh, we might hop past Tears for Fears to play Long Island's very own Carrie Carney band, uh, Chuck Berry and Lenka after that. But first, Paul McCartney and Wings right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the Heart Morning and Midnight Show, recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York. News you can trust, music you love on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio.
there's something wrong and you can't put your finger on it right then roll to me and I don't think I have ever seen a soul so in despair so if you want to talk the man through guess who Delamitri here on WLIWFM. We are on a roll. We're going to play two on a roll tracks Sugarland and Miley Cyrus, Ashley O. Black Mirror. It's the rock and roll edition of The Heart. If there is a track you love with rock and or roll in the title, leave a voicemail. I got a smile like the sun. Love this song. Your soul, babe. I'm like a Southern Baptist preacher, babe. I got enough of that in me that I can reach you, babe. I'm picking up speed, hit the gas, go fast, cause there's nothing more fun to me. I just laugh at how lucky I am. Kiss the dice, ace of spades. Remember the third grade, you won't fire. Gotta stop, drop, and roll, babe. Watch me go.
on a roll from Sugarland. 2018 record bigger. That Black Mirror single from 2019, and then we'll hop back a single decade. The title track to J.J. Kale's 2009 record, Roll On. Oh, honey, I'll do anything for you. Oh, honey, just tell me what you want me to. Then we'll hop back to the 70s. Kiss me up against the wall. With the cars. Oh, honey, don't take anything, just have it all. Yeah, Lars Clemenson. Joining us in just a few minutes here on WLIWFM. track a little hype track for you guys right here on the onset of 2024 here on the heart morning and midnight show this edition underwritten by jennifer benton in greenport village and glenn hansen studio in south hold uh we've got the monday meditation for you joining us is hampton bay's uh free school district's superintendent lars clemenson joining us uh for the first time since the pandy Right, Lars? Yeah, I'm glad to be talking about something different yes. this morning. Yes, I'm very, <laughs> you know, and I want to say, before we, we get into the info session and the Hospitality Academy, uh, I was so, um, like, excited reading that news item about uh, the, the financial literacy uh, stuff that you guys have been doing at Hampton Bays. Um, can, you, can you briefly talk about the banking center and, and that whole program that's coming yeah. into the school? 
We are thrilled about this. So we partnered with Teachers Federal Credit Union, and the Bayman Financial Literacy Center is going to be right in the heart of Hampton Bays High School, where kids can transact, they can make deposits, withdrawals, they can uh, families can open a, a custodial checking account, a youth savings account, and we want to teach kids before they leave us how to budget, how to save, how to plan, how to invest. Um, I joke that the most expensive hat I own is the free Texas football cap I got when I got a credit card when I was a freshman. You know, right. It wasn't free. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we need kids to know that before they leave. And New York <laughs> State is has really doubled down on this as a graduation requirement as well. So uh, we're excited for it. You know, it's funny because when I was reading that news item, I inserted in there about uh, the predatory practice of, uh, you know, incoming freshmen. I remember when I went off to Mizzou, uh, walking downtown, seeing all the tables with free, you get a free slice of pizza to sign mm-hmm. up for, to sign up for a fr- uh, credit card. And uh, I was one of the few kids that were warned away uh, from getting a credit card, thankfully, uh, before I really understood how the whole thing uh, worked. I saw I saw a meme somewhere and it said, uh, you know, uh, a 22 year old and it's saying, uh, you know, why didn't I learn about taxes in high school? And the person yeah. says, well, first of all, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> you know, just saying that that's what you learn in high school. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's it's tough because you have six and a half hours a day and, you know, all the things are important. Why don't we teach this? Why don't we teach that? Uh, this is one of those ones, though, that uh, someone can be paying for for you know, a good portion of their adult life if, right. if they don't get started on the right foot. So, you know, our goal is if we can graduate you with a clear idea of what you're good at and what you want to do, and if that means college, workforce, trade, military, uh, then you're on your way. And if we can arm you with what you need to survive and sustain and thrive, then, um, you know, if we could do those two things, school gets pretty easy, I think, for kids. And and credit is hugely important as to how one's life is going to go. Uh, is opening one of these accounts, will that help kids uh, begin to build credit early, like in high school or, or even earlier? I guess it could. Um, You know, they're going to have a financial footprint uh, and an identity there. Um, The other piece of this is access. So, um, you know, the the, the Hamptons is a a real tale of two stories, right? The East End. You have the estates with boats in your backyard and you pull right out to the ocean. And then you have families who are really struggling uh, to make ends meet. And so um, going to high school, there are some extras that, that kids have to sometimes reach into their pocket for. And, you know, the class ring, the senior trip, the music trip, you know, uh, all the all the things that, you know, you love that make our well-rounded experience. And so if we, you know, our go- we plan that when, when a freshman comes to the high school, they almost get what we would call like a treasure map. You know, here are the things in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade that um, if you want to get these extras, you want to save for that senior yearbook or the class ring or the trip, uh, you know, we have a financial literacy center, so make a $5 deposit each week. And then when it comes time, um, it's not it's not um, insurmountable for a kid. Many of our kids work, and their paychecks contribute to the sustainability of their families. So this is hopefully another avenue for access for kids. And this is a, a beautiful segue into the hospitality uh, academy because, yes, we've got a total medieval thing going on out here. It's like a, a lords and serfs 
uh, land mm. where it's you know it's it's a well healed folk. And then uh, sometimes if it's, it's staying out here, I know uh, for myself, in order to live out here, I, I worked many, many jobs in the hospitality industry uh, and in service. And it, it it was, for me, a big key to remaining. So yeah. uh, I saw in uh, you know the press release about the Hospitality Academy that there's something – there's more than a 60% – a shortage of talent and uh, job availability, as far as yeah. uh, the industry is concerned. Of course, we're we're only just beginning to really crack open the affordable housing uh, thing out yep. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's and that seems insurmountable sometimes right. too. The affordable housing, the transportation, living and moving up, moving around out here is is become increasingly difficult. Um, but hospitality is you know hospitality is what keeps the lights on for us out here on the East End. And um, you know Tumbleweed Tuesday doesn't really exist anymore right. because folks you know stay, uh, which is great. But there is a pathway to very viable careers for. Um, for, for for families and for graduating kids from high school here too, that are college pathways, their career pathways, their management, um, and it could really open doors to a, a very sustainable life out here. Um, the thought the thought is about three years old. So uh, as the new canoe place in or the the newly renovated and reimagined canoe place in um, was under construction, uh, we partnered with the Recklers and um, Suffolk County Department of Labor. Uh, to obtain what's called an employer services, employer-related services grant, and so it's essentially a, a adult job training uh, program that we run at Hampton Bays High School. This will be our third year, and the idea is that at night, so I have 143. Thousand square foot building, and after school, it's you know other than sports and activities, it can get quiet. So we you know we host between fifty and sixty adults, eighteen and up, looking to either level up in the hospitality sector or enter it. A you know, career changer, you know, something I've always wanted to try. It's free. Um, it's taught by. Um, a hospitality professional, and each week there is a um, an industry expert who comes to speak, and each session of the ten is um, focused on you know an aspect: tourism on Long Island, food and beverage, front of the house, back of the house, lodging, operations, careers, marketing. Um, we have food service. And we have childcare, and we have real uh, live time translation, uh, English to Spanish, so that uh, we really try to remove every barrier to hardworking people who work all day and then say, you know what, I'm just too tired, I have too much to do from six to eight to come on out. You know, we'll handle some of the other stuff for you so you can do that work. Well, not having a cost is huge in my mind, and and I imagine, yeah. and I imagine that this is something that uh, local. Uh, Folks in the region, probably because ev everyone is struggling as far as uh, finding people to, uh, you know, work. So yeah. th this has to be a, a, a really great thing as far as job placement is concerned. As, as we go through the 10 sessions, it leads to – so the idea is that a graduate of the academy will come out inspired, well-spoken, articulate, and passionate about – 
the hospitality industry so that when they sit at an interview, they're going to rise to the top because they've had this experience. The last two sessions are focused on developing your resume and interview prep. And then the, the Saturday after the academy ends, we invite all hospitality industries on, on the east end of Long Island to the high school, and we have a job fair. That's open to the academy participants, but then we also open it to the community as well. We know that our business partners are struggling for uh, employees, like you said. Coming out of COVID, I don't know where everybody went, but it's hard to find that dependable um, that dependable em- employee base. And so we want to provide the venue. The school's a great place to do that. Um, and so uh, the program, we have an open house on Wednesday, January 31st, just two days from now at the Canoe Place Inn. It's a six to eight, just Q&A session. Come check it out and learn a little bit about it in a, in a beautiful venue. And uh, then uh, the sessions would start at the end of February, beginning of March for five weeks, 10 sessions, Mondays and Wednesdays. And then it culminates on April 6th with that job and commu- that community job fair. So hbschools.us to find the whole breakdown of the sessions and whatnot. And as I mentioned at the the BizShine event at the parish, I can't say enough nice things about uh, the skills that I've acquired from working in uh, in hospitality and in service. Uh, it's it's one of the most valuable resources when I look back at my life, uh, you can do anything coming yeah. out of a, of a uh, job in a restaurant or, or yeah, anything and anywhere. Right. You can take it with you wherever you go. And it's, it's a job skill, but in 2024, when everybody's arguing, it seems, and the headlines are dramatic, hospitality is a good human skill too, yes. right? Be nice oh. to someone, oh. do something for somebody. Oh. It's, uh, it's really a positive way to look at the world. The, learning how to, how to work with and for humans of all kinds is a skill that can translate to any job and any career. Yep. Yep. So again, that's that information session is going to be on Wednesday night, six to eight at Canoe Place Inn and Cottages, two thirty nine East Montauk Highway in Hampton Bays. And as you mentioned, the Monday and Wednesday sessions. Uh, there's also one on Friday. Um, that's, oh, that's the application submission deadline. So, so that's, yep, that's the deadline. So the, there, the application, can you also find the application on hbschools.us or have the applications, uh, not open quite yet? Nope. Everything's electronic. So if you go to hbschools.us, across the top will be a red banner that says click here for the Hospitality Academy. It'll take you right to that page. And then that's, there's an electronic application. So you don't have to go to the open house. We'd love to see you talk to you about it. You know, we're, we're passionate. We're excited about this work. But if uh, you can't make it, then uh, you, can, you can just click there on the website and apply. And then we'll be back to you by February 16th, and you'll be off and running to the program. Well, Lars, we're really excited about this and also the Banking Center. Is there anything else going on uh, in the district or, or elsewhere that's, that's really uh, exciting to and for you that you want listeners yeah, to know? Yeah, I you know, I think uh, we're back to normal, which is exciting. And so all the school districts that, you know, we're, we're back to the things that were really important to us, you know, COVID uh, – 
understandably, you know, took a lot of our attention to to make sure we could get back to this place, and, and we're there. And so, spring sports are going to be starting in the next, you know, can you believe it? And in, in another month or so. And when I say, you know, I always say when it's January, it's June. So we're already starting to think about new kindergartners coming in. Our seniors are making their commitments to school and and work. And uh, you know, we're. It's oh, an exciting time. Yeah, I think school's always exciting. But. What did I wanted to say? Uh, you know what? And I and I'm sorry because this is just hitting me uh, about uh, the state aid and and that all that news that has been coming uh, out. Um, how yeah. are, are, are you? Are you uh, trying to remain op- optimistic about uh, the cuts to to funding, or you know where where is your district as you look forward? Yeah, so we have not experienced, um, we're not experiencing a cut this year in our state aid. Um, our enrollment has grown just a little bit, so it's relatively stable. And, you know, the governor's position, which is uh, regrettable, um, is that enrollment's declined and therefore um, we need to we need to right the ship as it relates to, to finances. But, you know, it, while there may be less heads in the, coming into the class, you know, the kids are presenting with greater needs than before, and that could and, you know, there's a greater cost to that. In addition, enrollment on the, in Suffolk County, while it has decreased over the last 10 years, it decreased over the last 10 years, not just one year. And so a shock like this to, you know, what, what has become a dependable source of revenue that is not borne by the property taxpayer – it's born by Albany, is a shock. You know, we're, we are super lucky uh, that we have Fred Thiel representing us in the yes, New York sir. State Assembly yeah. because he is on this. And uh, as he reminded us last week uh, when he was speaking to superintendents that this is the beginning of the process. We've been here before, so I am optimistic. The governor puts out her first, um, her first proposal, and now the next three months are making sure that all of our legislators truly understand what this would do. In Fred, he already knows it. He's in our schools all the time. Um, and it's just getting that message to the rest of the legislature in Albany. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll be okay. Uh, but it doesn't feel great to be in this position. We have a lot of colleagues, school districts that are doing amazing right. things. And that would be a challenge. And we'll, and I'm sure that some of the, the smaller districts are, are a bit more nervous. We'll, we're standing by. We'll see how it all plays out. And Lars, we can't thank you enough for being with us. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, we're going to let the, the good times roll here with the cars. And, um, or actually, I think I, I've got a J.J. Kale track to play. So we'll play All a little right. J.J. Kale and then the cars. And Lars, let's do this in person next time. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Hampton Bay's uh, school district's superintendent, Lars Clemenson, ahead of the information sen- uh, session of the uh, Hospitality Academy that's going to be taking place at Canoe Place Inn and Cottages 6 to 8 on Wednesday night, January 31st. This was the Monday Meditation underwritten by Glenn Hansen Studio. This edition also underwritten by Jennifer Benton. I'm Jenna Volpe. This is JJ Kale. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, News you can trust, music you love on WLIWFM.
Making Tears for Fears, our second secret track of the morning. Carrie Carney Band, Chuck Berry. Oh, no. I think I might end up having to hop past Chuck, too, and lead you into the NPR News with Lenka. But first, the cars. 
here on WLIWFM's Heart of the East End. Letting the good times roll here in the WLIWFM studio. With lots of love to our GM, Diane Michelli, joining me in the studio. I saw you carrying in that case of water for us. <laughs> Always good times. Drinking water at WLIWFM. Yes. Stay hydrated, friends. Yes, absolutely. So what's going on? Oh, it's so wonderful to be here. I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners for supporting, supporting us. us and Happy New Year. I can't believe January's just racing by. And um, also, you know, it's just uh, a wonderful time of the year in the community. Yes. You know what? It's Even though so many of our friends are not with us. Well, they can right be now. if they stream they, us and at they wliw.org/radio and, and they, they do. do. 
I I hear from our friends, you know, down down in Florida and elsewhere yeah. all the time. Yes, absolutely. I when I'm not right in the area, I always listen um, at wliw.org/radio because you can listen to us anywhere. It's true, and anyone can support us. And yes, so hopefully, even though you know, we always ask for people to support us during our pledge drives. People can support us any time of the year at WLIW.org slash radio. Click on the heart, but make sure you choose WLIWFM. It's right in the top right corner of the page. Yes, yes, and join us in this wonderful journey. And I don't think that the the extras are accessible right now, but we've got another drive coming right around the corner. Oh, if you you donate at a certain level. Really? Definitely oh, you can. can get the gifts no matter what time, time of time. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And every, look, no matter how big or how small the donation is, if people means a are a part of our community, it means so much. Because, you know, as it is for everyone, it's tough times. It's tough times for our company. It's tough times for everyone. And, you know, we're constantly working to try to sustain and grow our business and to um, be a big and better part of the community, both here, out in the Suffolk County area, but as we said, and across beyond. the universe, because yeah. we're streaming everywhere. So join us. Yes. And and just an extra thank you also to our local yes. business community, yes, absolutely. as well as other nonprofits. Yes. You know, uh, uh, thank you to all of you guys for making the relationship symbiotic, mm-hmm. because if we can't be here we can't be there for them. Right. And that is my favorite part, is having this platform available to share all the good news and programs and uh, places uh, across the East End and beyond. Yes, we are a community in every way, shape, or form, and we're thrilled to be a part of it, and we thank everyone for being a part of our community and for welcoming welcoming us into theirs. So thank you, thank you, thank you. WLIWFM.org to find out more. Uh, just to talk about uh, WLIWFM is your source for local music. Play a little Carrie Carney band. This is from the Blow Your House Down record of 1996. Roll out my soul on Long Island's only local listener-supported public radio station. W-L-I-W-F-M.